If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Blog Talk Radio. Biggest hip hop man back on live. It's your boy Three and Watch. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Watch what's good, brother. What's good, brother? Maintaining, you heard? Yes, sir. Let's get right into this, Watson, man. A slew of uh, hip hop topics that you and I need to tackle as a collective here. Um, our homie, I would like to think, he's easy rocks with us heavy, man. I think we've co signed this brother. Not saying our co sign means everything. But it does, I think, let's, let's go ahead. That, that can pop our collar a little bit, though. But I think our, our opinion means a lot of hip-hop. Would you agree on that? I think that if people who love the kind of history of hip-hop from 80s, 90s, 2000s to now, yes. I think for those people dudes? who believe Kendrick, <laughs> I think people who believe dudes? Kendrick or Big Sean are the great. I think they think we too old, old ass dudes. Right, right, right. Know right. nothing about it. I want to give a shout out to RJ Payne right quick, man. That is definitely the homie. Uh, me and Watts have definitely co-signed that brother heavy for a year and some change now. I want to say. Um, recently, shout out to Little Wayne right now. I know he has a, I guess you want to call it a podcast. Watts, where I know Stephen A. Smith is on there. He's talking sports, hip hop. And stuff like that. Something similar to what we do, Watts. He's just on a bigger scale than us. Um, he recently had Eminem on his show. Shout out to Eminem. He's doing his runarounds with, with Crooked Eye. Now he's with, Emma, um, with Lil Wayne. And the name of R.J. Payne came up into the conversation. And Eminem asked Wayne at first, are you up on Eminem? Now, when he asks Little Wayne this question, Watts, I don't know how you feel. This is how I felt. I don't know, to use your word, how was, was Wayne being a little bit disingenuous when he told Eminem he was familiar with R.J. Payne, sir. I don't know if I, if I, if I believe that he, he's into R.J. Payne or knows R.J. Payne like that. You say what? 
I, well, first of all, I say this. Um, I would love for Eminem to come and have a hip hop dialogue on PSA Hip Hop. Okay. And just have a hip hop dialogue because he's just like us. Me and Eminem are the same age. So it's yes. literally nothing about hip hop that can't be discussed, that won't be discussed. And just 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 have a just talk about hip hop because he clearly right. likes to talk about hip hop. Eminem, you will never find two dudes who like to talk about hip hop <laughs> like me and me. Right, so really yeah, just talk yeah. about rap. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um it's also it's obvious it, first of all, I love the fact that um Eminem knows who RJ Payne is and listen to RJ Payne. Well hold on, talk about, talk about. Um, is that a Royster five nine sliding slim shady Mr. Marshall Mathers or RJ Payne music, sir? I one hundred percent believe it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe this. Now, I, I could be wrong. It could be Eminem just I believe it too. And he just discovers all of this stuff. So it could be that too. But I like the way Eminem was like, yo, R.J. Payne. I know he's been out mm-hmm. there, but man, the stuff he's doing now. And, I, and, and to me, that's how I feel. Like, are you listening to R.J. Payne now, how he's rapping? It's like, it's... It just sounds different because it's so. But wrong. hold on, so do you happy. think Eminem? Do you think Lil Wayne is up on R.J. Payne the way you and I and Royce and Eminem are though? Or was he being saying that just to save face for having a hip hop card? So his hip hop card will look funny style. Do you think? No, no, I don't. But I could be wrong. I do not think okay. Lil Wayne is checking for R.J. Payne in these streets the way Royce. Eminem and me and you are, but I could be mm-hmm. wrong. But I just don't. I don't think. Uh, why do we feel that way? Why, why do both of us feel that way? And, and we could be wrong. And the reason why we could be wrong because we know Eminem, We know Lil Wayne has a strong love of East Coast hip hop, a strong oh. love of it. So oh. we could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a man who went through a deep resurgence when he decided to immerse himself in Harlem, <laughs> New York history. So, you know, he, uh, he, and he could really be like, yo, this dude, R.J. Payne, is, is fire. Because, right. first of all, right. we know P.T. absolutely loves Philly hip-hop. Loves yes. it. Push yes. Push it. Loves Philly hip-hop. Jada Kiss also. We also know Lil Wayne loves Philly hip hop. Hi, Gilly. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so like I said, there's a possibility that Wayne could really be into RJ Payne. I remember Wayne one time gave an interview and he was talking about how him and Gutta Gutta just would listen to Jada Kiss verses and rewind them over and mm. over again. And have the jazz face, so, I'm pretty sure. Right, so so it's a strong possibility, but do I believe he, R.J. Payne is giving him the feel that he gives me, you, Eminem, and Royce to five nine? No, I don't. But I now, preface by saying I could be wrong. Is it a great look for? And listen, if Little Wayne is listening to R.J. Payne, I think that is dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? I think that's very dope. Now, it's still a good look for for R.J. Payne to get. That little listen, it's a great look for RJ Payne to get a little Wayne and Eminem having a conversation 
about him. Let's applaud that first, right? My gut feeling is Royce the five nine is the one. Now, I want to ask you this question. I'm not trying to, you know, jump over boundaries here. You think Emma's listening to to RJ Payne on some old, you know, maybe what, what's your situation looking like? But then again, Eminem does mess with the Griselda boys. So how does this work? If I mess with Griselda and you almost had a, you almost had a connection with Benny the Butcher, and I bring you to the fold. How does that make Benny and them look though in a sense though if he did that? Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know the dynamics of that. I just I just know like I I'm I'm gonna try to take it from RJ Payne's standpoint. Okay. Just imagine you are an MC. Um and you just spinning like your life depends on it. And and you just rapping, rapping. It's overwhelming. You have guys like Black Thought, Red mm-hmm. Man. Work the five sure, nine. Legendary, 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 legendary MCs. Let me let me just by the way, let me just say this. Thank you for bringing up the Eric Sermon freestyle. That Eric Sermon freestyle he did in Eric Sermon's Whip to set off the Vernier album. That was a um, that was a great intro. Was that he the beginning? Was that the beginning of RJ Payne? For him, it, it wasn't the beginning, but it was it was. You respect. Now, hold on, hold on, watch. When I say the beginning, because mind you now, hold on. When I say the beginning, right? Mind you now, this man has a multitude of of mixtapes out here in these streets. Let's be clear on that, right? So when I say it was opening for him, in the sense of maybe the hip hop audience, you got to the curtains open up a little bit more for him. See, I think the K Slay freestyle opened it up. Okay. Okay. Opened it. Okay. Because I know he was doing the Lord Jamal stuff, and I know he was doing the IG, uh, the IG freestyles. But when he did that DITC breakdown, I remember you yeah, was crazy. like, yo, you got to hear this. And, of course, me and you appreciate it because we know the history of the IC. We yes. know the history yeah. of the IC, and he broke it down. And he did the same thing with the Death Squad. And when you see yeah. somebody like Eric Sermon, who knows what an ill MC is from the 80s to the 90s, like, put it this way. R.J. Payne is dead nice. Anybody who raps knows he's dead nice. To hear Eminem and Lil Wayne talking about you is, is I don't know. If that's not extra motivation. If that's not extra motivation for R.J. Payne, I don't know what is. I, I just think it's, 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 it's phenomenal. Right. That's that he made it to those ears because these are guys who have who've conquered hip hop. They've conquered mm-hmm. it already. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you know he's he's getting that kind of eyes and ears on his work, I love it because you know I'm, I was someone who was very I had mixed feelings about him not being with Griselda because I I, I want right. I want him to win. I always mm-hmm. want the lyricist to win. To win. So I was mm-hmm. happy that Eminem and um. And uh, and 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 Wayne gave him his props. I loved it actually. I loved it. And you know what's ill about Eminem, man? That he still like like you said a second ago to to open up the show when you and I spoke about Eminem a little bit. He still loves hip hop, my guy. He's still that old head like us who still like to hear nice dudes, no matter how much money he has, no matter how much how much successful he has, how many number one albums this man has. He's still appreciates the spitters in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's one is, thing and we got to salute Eminem for that. 
And the reason why we relate to it is because people got to understand, if you've been listening to hip-hop as long as us, right? like we could really say, let's just say we go back 30 years, 32 years, Jesus. 33 years. You've been listening to spitters. Yeah, like, man. we were listening to G-Rap and Kane and Rakim, and we mm-hmm. were like, oh, y'all stuck in the 90s, stuck in the 90s, but <laughs> we always liked that kind of MC. So when we started yeah. liking Nas and C.O. Smooth and Big L mm-hmm. and Big Pun, you know, we liked mm-hmm. them because they were spitters. So then in the 2000s, when we started liking Saigon, Papoose, and Graf, and Call yes. Guns, do you know why we liked them? Because they were spitters. Mm-hmm. It, like we never stopped liking the MC who could rap, rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this, man. I, I really think, I really think M doesn't realize how much of a dope hip-hop conversation we have. And let me just put this out there. Eminem put out a, um, a list, a, a list of MCs you should listen to, and his music okay. should be quarantined Every MC on that list, me and you know, and me and you could talk about. Eminem, mm. we are the guys in hip-hop. You come on a show like this, we can have yeah, a man, detailed conversation about every Shut up, listen. MC. Shut up. We know how you listen. Hey. And let's be real. You and I also gave credit to our homie, also Crooked Eye. He has probably one of the best Eminem conversations that he had. I thought Eminem was very comfortable talking to Crook. You know what I mean? But, hey, Em. Feel free to come on the show, my guy. You know what I mean? But listen, what does it say about Royce the 5'9"? Because I feel like he's the one. Like, I feel Royce was the one that put Eminem onto Griselda. Because he co-signed them first before they got signed to, to, you know, to, the, to the Shady deal and stuff like that. So is Royce the 5'9 really the one out here in these streets keeping his ears to what's going on and putting dudes on? Well, here's the thing. If you say Eminem is like us, that means he still has that love for it. Right, right. Like one time right, when right, he right, was right. talking, Cook it I, Cook it I didn't put him on to Young M.A. He was like, yo, sometimes I do deep dives, and I just get, yeah. and I just start just zoning Which out. Which is dope. And that's Which is me. dope. Which is dope as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give him some credit and be like, nah, he might like his own stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man, shout out to my man, RJ Pino, man. It was dope to see him get that co-sign, man. I even hit him on IG and was like, yo, man, if this is any more extra motivation you need, brother, when you go in the booth and you're writing those rhymes, there you have it right there, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to him, man. Um, Watch, let's get into this, man. <laughs> Last, before we get into the nuts and crannies of this individual about his freestyle that he's been dropping, you and I did a Lloyd Banks appreciation um, I just want to tell everybody out there also, we do appreciate appreciations because we like to highlight the artists. We don't wait for them to drop an anniversary album or when they passed away. Now we want to show this particular artist love. That's not what me and Watts do over here. But we did a Lloyd Banks appreciation. And Banks, I guess he didn't like to what you said. Not really what you said about his freestyle on the hunting season, on Jada Kiss hunting season. I guess he figures or figured that we gave him fake love and Banks and I pretty much are cool. I would like to say we go back on phone, back and forth on text and DM and all this other stuff. Um, when you saw the tweet, what was your initial reaction when you saw Banks made it sound like, you know, we didn't give him enough props on the other so season. I took a picture of the tweet and I sent it to all the people in my life who know me. Right. Everybody 
who knows me was in shock. They were in shock. And like me, they were deeply disappointed. Because the one thing they know about me is they know I'm a, I'm, I was like the number one supporter of banks and in the G unit movement. And banks as the PLK, as the punchline king. They, they all knew that. So it was literally shocking. They're like, what? What did you do to Banks? What, what happened? Why, does he, why do you say you gave him fake flowers? I said, because I thought the hunting season freestyle was just okay. I didn't think it was the most awe-inspiring jazz face freestyle I've heard from Banks. I've been listening to Banks for 19 years. I, wait, wait, before you I go, before you go, before you go. God news. Do you think Banks glossed over everything else we said and just highlighted just that part? Yeah. Funny, like, he highlights just that part, but not giving him his props as the punchline king. Not us saying that there was conversations that guys would rock with him more than 50 at one time. He didn't bring that up at all. He went straight into, he felt that we, well, maybe you more, you more than I did. Because I didn't have a big problem with it, but I understand your opinion on it. And Bex, I got to tell you something right also, but I love you, my guy. But I ain't never going to pick no rapper over my homie on this show. That's never going to happen. But continue. Um. So, like I said, I've been listening to Banks for 19 years. Um, I'm strongly, I strongly believe that me and you, when we do appreciation, especially if we do an appreciation for 44 minutes, that uh, we really admire right. the MC and admire the mm-hmm. MC's body of work. Factious, factious. Um, he said, we gave him fake flowers. Imagine. Imagine Banks saying guys who were talking about his Justo mixtape award that right. it's fake. That we're being fake to even bring up Justo. Yo. Yo. We know don't Breaking know up. you from, from Breaking Banks. Up. Half the people Watch. who listen know yo. Yo, you good now, you good now, you good now. You broke up for like two seconds here. So to me, it was really, to me, I didn't take it well. I'm going to be honest, man, because you know I'm a hip-hop fanatic. I am a hip-hop fanatic. Um, And for Banks to say we gave him fake flowers, three, have you ever re-listened to some of our appreciations? Of course. And you can hear how much we love these MCs. Of course, we, we argued. About? We argued over certain things. Like, we go at it. But but watch, here's the thing. I took it different than you did. I didn't even get mad. I low-key chuckled and was like, yo, Banks, just come on the show. I had Banks on DM. I had a little, you know, whatever. And my thing is just, hey, y'all listening to what we got to say, which means more important to me than any rapper catching feelings, anything we say, because I don't think we say things on a malicious tip. I'll just say this, Banks. There was nothing fake about what we said. We just talked about our perception of your career. That's it. I don't know how you could say that's fake flowers. But, I mean, that's how you feel. And to the hunting season freestyle, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I – the reason why I said it was okay is because in 2020 we hear some absolutely amazing hip-hop. I mean, let's be clear. Eminem set it off, and the MCC brought on his album, was MCs like Black Thought, Crooked Eye, Jewel Ortiz, Royster 5'9", like Young M.A., and they all gave him 
phenomenal, incredible verses. Then Royce the Five Nine released an incredible album with incredible verses. Graph, incredible album, which I to this day still think is the best lyrical, lyrical, lyrical spinning album. Look at I released the EP. He's about to release something with Joe. So the point I'm making is, I heard it, and it was it, it wasn't the greatest Banks I've ever heard. Now people want me to say, "Oh my God, this is back! Stop the presses, hip hop, and this is the greatest lyrical spinning I've heard." Reality is, it's not based on who I heard. Now, if you tell me, Graph for 24 hours sounds lyrically better than his Hunter season verse, but that's just me. That's all. I listen when I MCs. Some MCs get a deal. Some MCs don't. And at the moment, his Banks' freestyle are good, but they're not jazz face making me, you know, lose my mind. And because no. I feel that way, I'm a Banks mm-hmm. hater, and, and, it, and, and it, it, it validates anything I know about Banks. So I'm a hater, and I clearly know nothing about Banks now because <laughs> I don't think these are his greatest freestyles. Here's how I look at it. I'm looking at it like this. All right. I know we're happy Banks is outside, right? Because I've been saying this for a while. If you're a rapper right now, if you're a rapper, rapper, like dudes that, that loves to rap and, and great lyricists, this climate of hip-hop within the last two years now has really shown us spitters and everything, right? Some people want to say, give credit to Griselda boys and say they the ones open the door or 30 special, whatever you want to say, made it cool to just be yourself and just rap, rap again. You know what I mean? You don't got to go to the, try to go for a commercial tune, the internet, if you can rap, the internet and brothers like me and Watson are going to show you love, right? So, is it a separation where some fans love Banks so much that no matter, in their eyes, whatever he says is dope because it's Banks? Is it, is it, is it that? Yes. The, the nostalgia of Banks based on what Banks meant to people when he was out dropping all his music, all his mixtapes, and then they missed him. He was their favorite MC. And now that he's back dropping bars, it is, you know, you know, when people have favorite MCs, it's hard for them to judge those MCs anymore. They just like, it. Really I'm, I'm a victim. No, no, yeah, I'll give you an example. Even I'm a victim of it. I'm telling you when certain MCs are going to, for example, there's nothing anyone's going to be able to tell me about when 38 Special and Benny drop Stabbed and Shot 2. I've, I've, I, I like those brothers so much that I know I'm but, going to but enjoy. Hold on, hold on. I, but, but, but to be fair now, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I'm going to fight you back on this. I think we're good at separating the two, that we can have our favorite MCs and brothers that we rock with. But if they drop something that's subpar, we're going to say it, though, no? No, no, I, I agree people, with that, but I'm trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to give an example that even I feel that way. Like when I, for example, the way I feel about R.J. Payne right now, every time I listen to him, I'm zoned out. Like I feel like I'm listening to something mad ill, mad lyrical. Like I'm listening to it like, yeah, this dude. You know what I'm saying? It was like that back mm-hmm. in the days when every verse I heard Redman spit, I liked. You know what I'm saying? I was right. I really was like, hey, listen, I feel I'm guilty like, of that. I feel prodigy. I thought that was my prodigy for years. I thought that way about prodigy right. for so years. I, you know what I'm Everything peach spit. I thought it was a five right. mic verse. And maybe it wasn't. Right. And I feel that Vinks has a lot of people who feel that way about him. That's all. 
There's a lot of people fell away about when they had right. banks. Oh my God, it's it's fire already. Now I want to go here right now. Fifty Cent just actually uh, released a book. It's called um, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, right? And the talk was when he started talking about G Unit, right? Now I just recently saw an interview with Fifty on um, Big Boy Radio Station in LA, and he was talking about. Chewing and everything, right? And the way Fifth came off was that he's still cool, Yayo. And Chewing right now is him, Yayo, Uncle Murder. And that the relationship with him and Buck is not the same because we all know Buck's situation with the tranny talks and all this other stuff. And that I guess for 50s, this is what Fifty's saying, that Buck was embarrassed to have that conversation with Fifty. So he went from being embarrassed to to barking on 50 and getting that 50 and everything, right? Now, when he got into banks, he said that um, the problem with banks is banks, first of all, he compared banks to his son, Marquise, and saying that they have internal issues. That was kind of like a slap in the face, though, right? To compare banks to Marquise. You know, I thought that kind of weird. I was in the type of weird. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, yeah. it wasn't. Based, nah, based on the analogy he made, based on the analogy he made, so do you know what the analogy he made? Marquise was someone who was rich and privileged and act like he was, he still wasn't getting enough. That's that that's what the that's what the analogy was. Nah, so you trying to play me out, my nigga. Nah, you me out by saying that. His son was saying it. Let me ask you something. Marquise's riches came from who? Fifty. Who, who, why did Marcus get rich? Okay. Don't compare it's me to your mean. son, though, Phil. Don't compare me to your son, though, my nigga. Don't compare me to your son, though. He used to call Bangham Smart his son. He used to call Bangham like Smart his son. I didn't like that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Finish your point. You don't think that's trying to son him, though, by saying Marquise is like, oh, no. Mar- like compared oh. to Marquise? No, I don't, because... Oh, I don't, because that wasn't the point he was making. The point he was making was about what he provides for people and what they expect off of what he well, provides. And clearly, said, based on Banks' freestyle, based on Banks' leg freestyle, when he was like, oh, I got to where I got because of my rapping. That's what he said now, on the cold summer. Now, freestyle. let's stay right there for a second. Now, let's stay there for a second, because I'm going to get to that right second before I get to the freestyle. He also said that if you ask Banks... He couldn't tell you what the problem is. You get what I'm saying? And so he wanted Banks to be more active on social media. And Banks maybe wasn't so much active on social media. Uh, 50 said that Banks was trying to compare, saying that Biggie and Tupac were on social media. If he did say that's a bad analogy, Banks, if he did say that according to 50, because social media was not popping when Tupac and Biggie was here. So that if, if if that's true, you know what I mean. Now we go into Banks's freestyle, the cold summer freestyle. Um, why would you get the credit for something that I can do without you? What do you think about that line? Because a lot of these lines were were credited to a fifty way. Well, Banks is saying that uh, his rapping ability, he would have been who he was without fifty. That's the only way I can interpret it because that's literally what he said. So how how else am I supposed to interpret it? I'm literally taking him at his word on what he said. 
forget the fact I was dead nice, I was dedicated, losing my mind through the mistakes, I had to be medicated. At least I can say I got through it, so many never made it. I don't look at it as a well, this discredit. It's like when, you know, here's how I look at it, though, um, Watts. Remember when Beanie Siegel did a song with, with Jake getting at Jay-Z, and he was saying it's not a diss record, it's a real record? I didn't look at this as a diss record towards 50. I just felt like he was kind of responding or rebuttaling some of the stuff 50 might have said in his book and when he's doing his promo run. Do you think it's a diss record? How you look at it? I don't look at it as a diss record. I don't look at it as a diss record either. I don't take it as a diss record at all. Think about what I've done for you while you're reminiscing. I, 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 I mean, you know, me and my little battle rap rhymes. Like, Beck said a lot of stuff on here, man. I had it right there. I had it right there for taking. Should have never hesitated. When he says that, I had it right there for taking, but I should never hesitated. What do you think he means by that? I don't. I, I do not know what he means by that. I don't know. I just don't know. Oh, are you happy that he responded to fifty though? Know, in a sense though, kind of gave some bars no his way. No, not, no. No. Did not make me happy. I, like I don't know what to be happy about. What you mean though? Go ahead. I have nothing to be happy about. Like I've like to be honest, man, I'm not even thinking it on them terms. Fifty's doing interviews promoting his book. Banks has a freestyle where he responds to some of it, and you said, "Am I happy?" No, I'm not happy. That that, that like oh. hearing that did not make me happy. I was sorry. Let's not use the word happy. Then being that fact that he responded and, and, and said something to some type of credence to what's Fifty saying about him, though, man. Let's be real. When Fifty's on on Big Boy show talking about you know there's only him and Yayo on Commerd and G Unit, isn't that almost discrediting what Banks brought to the table, though? No, it's telling you the truth. Did you not see 50 in Australia? The first word, wait a minute. 50, your first artist you let out off the, off the label was Banks. He was your method man. The first guy you let off was his, was his Cal. Before Yayo, obviously Yayo was locked up. Before Buck, it was Banks. So, you know, I don't know, man. Listen, I, I, the freestyle is all right to me. I think it's cool. I want to hear more Banks. In fact, I, re- I really hope he's dropping a mixtape. Within the next month or a couple of weeks, here, I guess he's dropping a mixtape. I'm hoping. Are you looking forward to hearing Banks drop a full tape? No, I'm not. Really? Why? I don't have Banks nostalgia. I haven't been missing it. What you- <laughs> he has enough music. What do you mean Banks nostalgia? It's still Banks. Crap. He has enough records and enough music that makes me happy. You're asking my opinion. I do not miss hearing Lloyd Banks rap. Yeah, but you still like hearing Black Thought rap. You still like Pusha. You still like um, G-Rap. Even G-Rap, you're, you're one of your favorite rappers of all time. When G-Rap did Son of G-Rap, was, was special. You were lit for that. Were you not G-Rap. lit for that? Uh, I'm wow. still lit for it. All right. All right, man. Let's talk about Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz just dropped a song called Hard. Two members of the Slaughterhouse. Talk to me, man. Crooked Eye and Joel Ortiz linking up to drop it to a 10-song um, project, I think, later this month, April 29th. Uh, May, May 29th, I believe it is. Um, 
Talk to me, son. The song called Hard featuring Mr. K, Mr. K Street, with Heatmakers doing the beat, man. Talk to I, me. I um, tweeted out yesterday that people really don't understand how excited I am, how hyped I am for this project. So I wanted to put it in modern terms for the modern hip-hop guy, the modern hip-hop expert, the Wayno era generation. I said, if J. Cole dropped an album and Kendrick Lamar dropped an album and this Crooked Eye, uh, Joel Ortiz album came out and they all came out at the same time, I would, without question, pick up the Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz project before J. Cole and Kendrick. That's how excited I am about this. This is great news for me, for someone who loves lyricism, who someone who's a big, big fan of Slaughterhouse. I couldn't be any more happier. This is great, great news. I love the fact that they're dedicating it to Fred the Godson. I like the fact that on Crooked Eyes Live, he explained, you know, how the album came to be when he was in New York, when he met Fred the Godson, when he was in it, when, and when him and Joel Ortiz was together. I just like everything about this project. I like the first song they leaked when Crooked Eye went ham, gave me the jazz face immediately. And this mm-hmm. was everything that I loved about Slaughterhouse. So I am very, very excited for this project. This gets me excited. This song felt like it was two homies that haven't linked up, seen each other in a long time. And when they link up, they go back to old conversation. The chemistry, the chemistry is still there. They haven't missed a beat on the basketball court, so to speak. Um, do you think it's a, it's, 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 it's a great thing that it's just Crook and Joel working together? Would you like to see Royce? We know Joe Budden's not coming outside, so we're going to leave Joe alone. If Royce is going to be on this project, I would take it, right? He'll have a feature on here, right? Crook and I have been doing a lot of work with... Uh... We're Voice to Five Nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on Voice to Five Nine's album. Both of them on Eminem's album. So there wasn't, I didn't get the sense of I missed Royce because Royce dropped an album this year. Royce is on four yeah. Eminem songs. So I hear Royce. So that's not, you know, I don't have a, I wish it was Royce. Then it would really be Slaughterhouse without Joe Button. This is just mm-hmm. these two homies, like you said, linked up. They have a mutual respect for each other. They talk about it. The XL cover shoot, freshman year, 2007. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, right. they, they're cooking up, and, they, and they're going to put out a project that I cannot wait to talk about. You know, listen, if this first song is any indication of how the album is going to be, then there you have a fire, fire project. Word. You know what I'm Facts. saying? They literally just released the Facts. song. And this is what they are. This is how they always rap. So I do not want to hear a, yo, man, I ain't know Crooked Eye was nice, yo. I ain't know Joel Ortiz. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> I had Joel Ortiz copy the album of the year last year with, uh, with Fred DeGott, yeah. with Gorilla Glue. Right. Let's be very clear. People got on our case because we didn't have Mona yeah. Lisa and his Apollo yeah. Brown collabos even yeah. higher. They were yeah. really upset about that. So yeah. all I know is that I don't want to hear the, oh, man, I didn't know Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye was nice. Don't, that's the kind of con- talk conversation I'm not even going to entertain. I'm not even entertaining that. I'm not having these. Oh, yo, man, yo, that boy, like, that boy, just nice, man. That I boy ain't just know they fit. That boy just fit. That boy just fit, yo. I thought Crooked I said it's off lovely, man. I think he spazzed on this song in the beginning. 
with the flow and the delivery, the speed up flow, the hook is nice. Um, it, it did feel like, because when you go back and dissect the song, that Joel Ortiz got more bars off than Crooked Eye, though. It almost made me feel like, because we know Joel Ortiz's relationship with um, Heat Makers already, that did he have this song in his stash and told Crook to drop a, some verse on there? Because Joel Ortiz's verse was mad longer than Crooked Eye's. I don't know, but I do know that Crooked Eye's verse set the tone off lovely. And like you it said, when he, when, he, when he switched up that flow and did the double-time speed flow. Oh, my God. Are there going to be people? Well, well, we know there's been criticism of speed flow. If you rap fast, that don't mean you're nice. You, you know that saying that people think rapping fast don't make you nice. <laughs> Tory Lanez yes, is yes. popular. Think like that. One of the criticisms of Eminem's album by Maul and Joe Budden was, why is he <laughs> rapping so fast? Like, he's like, this, is there any need for him to rap so fast? Well, clearly people have a hard time understanding faster flows. You guys would have hated Bone Thugs and Harmony, definitely would have hated Twister in the 90s, since rapping, quote-unquote, fast kind of throws you guys off. Anyway, like I said, this is a project, man, that I think is good for my hip-hop yes. soul, man. I love, and I said this last year to you, I love when dope MCs do projects together, because mm-hmm. I think they bring out the best they do friendly competition, and nobody wants to have the, you got the worst verse on this song, or you got out the paint. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, So yes, they push yes. each other. Do you, know, do you think that's a subconscious thing with MCs, though, that are dope, that they worry about, well, the reason why I won't link up with, with rapper B, because I don't want to have the, I don't want to have the conversation, I have people, have people have this conversation that I got washed All rapper all B. rappers feel that way. All rappers feel that way. Prodigy was like that. Nas was like that on Johnny Blaze. I've heard all the stories. You know, Prodigy heard the verses on, on Eye for an Eye, then he wanted to re-record his again. Like, this happens. Young M.A. said she heard the song with Eminem without his verse, so she just raps. And then she heard what Eminem said and was like, damn, I wish I had known he was going to just kill me on the song. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, it's that, that's why I like when rappers are in the studio together. See, when you're in the right. studio together, y'all both cook it's up different. at the same time. It's different. And, yes. and it comes different. out crazy. That's why a song mm-hmm. like Brooklyn's Finest came out when they came. Because the, they was right next to each other in the studio, pacing back and forth, creating yes. the songs in their head. According to DJ Clark Kent, there, nobody writes rhymes anymore, according to DJ Clark Kent. <laughs> but, um, I'm very Mm. Very excited about this Joel Ortiz Crooked Eye project. And I think it's dope, the fact that they had this done in February and just kept it under wraps this long. Yeah, man. We should have known something up when we saw the picture of him, Fred the Godson, and Joel Ortiz. Like, y'all in the studio together, and no one asks, like, what's Listen, going on? You know what I'm saying? I, well, I, now I, put, we know it, I put it on the channel. I put it on the channel here when um, Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye were on IG together about a month ago. They were on IG. I take that bad boy and make sure I put them on the channel. And then now we're getting a release of a project. Um, when Joel Ortiz said, maybe one day we'll reunite at Coachella. Till then, it's just me and my dog, Oyella. You think Joel and Crook are, like, disappointed that, you know, Slaughterhouse is not what it's, it's not where it should have been? And because of one person? Yes. 
Is, is there an incomplete yeah. next to Slaughterhouse's name? Is there an incomplete next to Slaughterhouse's name? Slaughterhouse is something that never had to end. You had Eminem, mm-hmm. an enthusiastic backer of you, giving you guys the go. According to Eminem, I knew. I said, look, okay, I was too involved in, in, in a debut album on Shady. This time, I'm going to let you guys rock out. And he did. Voice says it. Crooked Eye says it. M says it. So I think they felt like, man, we really had, you know, we were getting another opportunity to put out another album on Shady where M was going to leave us and let us do us. And really had feelings towards Eminem that he later on revealed, I've always been nicer than you for last year. You know, voice always been nice. Like, so when you when you have them kind of thoughts and that's how you was feeling, it's kind of, you know, I just felt that they believed that the Slaughterhouse stuff should have kept going. I, I, I believe they should have kept going. You know, I'm just a big Slaughterhouse fan. I'm the biggest Slaughterhouse right. fan. Put it that way. I'm the biggest Slaughterhouse fan. All right. Shout out to Crooked Eye, man. Shout out to Joel Ortiz. I can't wait to hear this project, man. I would not be shocked if you and I discussing this, like, heavy. I mean, obviously, we're going to do a recap of it, or we're going to break it down when it drops. There's not even a question about it. But, listen, man, I'm looking forward to this project, man. Shout out to those brothers right quick, man. Take us home, my G. P.S.A. Hip Hop, the home of Horace Grant. Mr. Like he said, I told Jordan... I will beat you up <laughs> and Jordan cut it out the last stand. PSA Horace Grant, who Mike Jordan as a grown man had flight attendants not feed him on the flight. Hey everybody, <laughs> that's your goat. That's your goat. Horace Grant has a bad game. And then Michael Jordan told the flight attendants, do not feed him. But I guess to y'all, that that's that's the good way. They won championships. Nah, nobody's co-signing that, my team. Nobody's co-signing that. Let's not feed him. So let me ask you this. What do you think about the Jordan Doc, the last series that you saw, though? Is it making it, Mike, is it really really reminiscent of, of, of how great Mike was? No, not to me and you, because me and you always knew how great Mike was. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. me and you are not me and you don't have to learn how great Mike was because we already knew how great he was. Of course. Now you learn about who he was outside, you know, and he's still sitting up there, man. You know, Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, your mom's coming up to you, your please don't do it over Jesse Helms. Let me just tell y'all this right now from from, from hip hop talk. Everybody who was a rapper coming up in New York City early, when we had an opportunity to have our first black mayor, his name was David Dinkins, and he ran against a racist mayor named Rudolph Giuliani. Guess what? Everybody knew that David Dinkins, we wanted David Dinkins to win. You don't have to be politically active. You don't have to be into politics. (laughs) But it was a deal because it was a big thing. It was a big deal. It was. Going against a racist Giuliani. And if you listen to a lot of early New York hip-hop, you always hear – this is to Giuliani and Pataki. That's coming from a hip hop. Oh man, Holmes I think every a- rapper in the '90s had a Giuliani. <laughs> Yo, Pataki, like Nas, Oh, Big. You know what I mean? Right. Michael Jordan sitting up there talking about, oh, I don't know nothing about politics. I don't know this. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> a guy who don't. 
I don't think people, if people ever Googled Jesse Helms to see who he was, and and then you realize that this is the guy Jordan did not want to go against, it would shock you. This guy was a stone-cold racist to the core. He ran on racism. He always voted against Martin Luther King's birthday. Jordan's own mother comes up to him, please do this for this dude. So, I mean, you're finding that out. We're going to find out about Jordan beating up Steve Kerr. We're going to find out how he tried to starve Harvey Grant, Har- Harvest Grant. And now because, not Harvey. Not Harvey. Not Harvey Grant. Not Horace Grant's twin brother. Harvey is the place for the bullets. Harvey, no, we're not talking about Harvey Grant. Harvey Grant. Harvey Grant. And <laughs> now you know by 1995 when Penny Hardaway and Shaq beat Jordan, they right. carried Horace Grant off the field. Facts, they facts, all facts. up Horace Grant and I love put that, him on their shoulder and carried him off the field. At that time, I'm telling them how it was. Oh, at that time, I was I was loving that when when they did that to the Bulls. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I loved it. And, 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 and when they beat them, they picked up Horace Grant and carried Horace Grant off the field like I Horace Grant was the winning champion because clearly Horace Grant wanted revenge and he got it. And Horace Grant got it. Oh, let me ask you a quick question. Could they have beaten? Could they have beaten Orlando without Dennis Rodman? Without Dennis Rodman? Because remember when they beat them, there was no Dennis Rodman. Remember when he came back? Right, it was just right. It was cool coach. We, we rocking the four five that year. We rocking. That's when he came back in February of '95. I remember that vividly. Um, are you asking if they had Rodman? Could they beat Orlando that year? Nah. When they so no. Remember, remember they lost to they lost to Orlando. And then the next year they got mm-hmm. Rodman. That's when they got Rodman. And then they beat Orlando. I'm saying, but that was uh, Shaq. Rod- Shaq was already uh, on LA already, all right? No, Shaq wasn't in LA. Shaq was still there. Shaq was still there. Shaq and Manny was still on that team. That's right. That's right. Shaq and Penny was still on there. Ninety-five though, ninety-six Yeah. Um, uh, that's tough to call, brother. That's tough. My question was always this. Could Jordan and Scotty then beat the Rockets those two years? Was my question. Yes. I, 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 let me tell you something. Without question, man. Without question. Without Don't say question. without question, though, my G. Don't say without question, though, man. Come on. Without question, to me, I... To me, I this is know, not man. even a debate, man. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it's not a debate. If y'all gonna tell me, and straight to my face, that rookie Sam Cassell... Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell, Robert Ory, Mario Ellis, Mario Ellis, Robert Ory, Otis Stop, Otis Stop. Talk about. Wait, Rookie Robert. But let me just say, these are the guys that Scottie Pippen, Jordan, and Ron Harper are going to be playing. They're going to be playing Mario Ellis, <laughs> Vernon Maxwell, and they Rookie Sam Castell. Now you can have to convince me and tell me that those guys are going to be prime Michael Scotty in. And, and, and grizzled veteran Ron Harper. I do not believe that for a second that Mario Ellis is going to be anywhere near Scotty so Pippen. You didn't believe. You didn't believe in Chucky Brown and Mario Ellie and Otis Thorpe? They were great role players, brother. They were great role players. <laughs> I'm saying okay, against that Bulls team. What the Bulls? What the Bulls have beaten the Spurs in the in the, in the uh, 50 game season that year? In the strike in the striking season yes. that year. Yes. Because here's why. 
Scottie Pippen and Jordan dominated the one, two, and three. Ron, the Ron Harper, Scottie Pippen, Avery Johnson. Uh, the, 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 the Ron Harper, <laughs> you see what you hear? You see you name it? Yeah. You don't like the Sean Elliott? You don't like the Sean Elliott, Scottie Pippen matchup? You don't like the Sean Elliott? Scottie, <laughs> Scottie Pippen winning it. Now, here's the thing. They're not going to – me and you watched all-star Alonzo Mourning be guarded straight up by Dennis Rodman. We watched it. Yeah, exactly. He used to fight Tom, lock up with him, get physical. Are you telling me he, Dennis Rodman is going to decide, oh, well, here go Hakeem Olajuwon or Otis Thorpe. Oh, well, here goes Dennis Rodman. Here goes David Robinson and, and, um, and Tim Duncan. I, I'm not going to be physical no more. I'm not going to be getting it in with them. No, so Dennis Rodman is going to be throwing his body on the line, grabbing 18 and 19 rebounds. They're not going to dominate the, 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 the glass. So, yeah, I got I got, I got, I got uh, Chicago beating them. All right. All right. PSA Hip Hop Homo. That's what it is, man. <laughs> man. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Holler at your boys, man. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Rock with us, man. 